It was the early 80s, and I had the pleasure of being asked to join a very prestigious puppet theater. The company was very well known and had done select audiences for very special people internationally. I was presented with a giant styrofoam head of Minnie Mouse, a Carmen Miranda bodysuit, stacked heels about six inches high, and giant bosoms that flashed on and off when you pressed a button. In addition to this, I was performing with a kick line of bananas to there's no business like show business. On this one occasion, we were doing a show for the opera singer Luciano Pavarotti. Everything was going beautifully. I was walking off after my number feeling really good. And I looked back out onto the stage and saw this flashing light. Oh my God, it's my bosoms. And I couldn't turn them off. What am I going to do? It's the end of my career. Or I'll just have to get work as a giant mouse with consistently flashing bosoms. So the show comes to an end and the director goes over to Luciano and says, is there anything else we can do for you, sir? Well, uh, I tell you. I'd love to have my picture taken with the giant dancing mouse with the flashing tits. Hey there and welcome to Grit, True Stories That Matter. Grit is a weekly podcast about stories, the personal narrative kind of story, the contemporary kind of story, and this week, again, back by popular demand, the 99-second kind of story. And it's about the people that craft and tell these stories. Why, you ask? Well, we want to feature these tellers, and for this season, it's all women tellers and their stories. And to help you, our listeners, craft and tell better, more engaging, more relatable, and more memorable stories. True stories. Personal stories. Grit stories. New episodes are released every Friday morning. We appreciate all of your support, listening, letting people know about it. And hey, if you're on Apple, rate and review this podcast. It really does help. This week, more 99-second stories by 7 Gritty Women. Lynn Jassim led us off, and you will hear six more stories by Kate Ryan, Mary Jo Pollock, Terry Wolfish Cole, Claire Hennessy, Ruth Lacara Wintz, and Kat Dean. Check the show notes for information about upcoming classes and events, including May 16th's 99 Second Story Slam. The winner gets 99 bucks. Join us, whether you want to watch and vote or tell a story or two. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, episode number 29. Let's dive in. I hadn't seen my mother in 40 years. Not since her unexpected diagnosis of acute leukemia, after which she only lived a month. And one day... I get a text from my sister with a link to a video of an old home movie from our childhood in the 60s, which makes no sense 
because we didn't have an eight millimeter Kodak Brownie camera. But one of our cousins had an old family movie that we were in and she sent my sister a digitized copy. I opened the link and it's a grainy film of a Christmas party with all these family members. And there she is, my beautiful mother, who I haven't seen so much as twitch a muscle since 1977. And she's animated, she's moving, she's talking and laughing and sipping coffee. And it's like, she's alive and I'm shocked and breathless. And for a moment out of my body, looking at my mom back in her body, but the movie is short and it's ending and I don't want it to end. And I feel like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when she's captured and she sees Annie M in the big crystal ball. And I just wanna say, mom, mom, it's me. I'm here, I'm okay. <laughs> I actually got married. Wait, wait, don't leave. years ago I'm in the shower and as I'm washing myself I feel a lump on my chest something I don't ever remember feeling before and I'm like what the hell is this I dry off and I keep feeling this lump and I think well my annual wellness check is in a week so I probably can't get into the doctor any sooner than that anyway I'm in the doctor's office. She always has me do my blood work before we meet. And she's going through everything. She says, oh, this is good. Your cholesterol's better. Oh, you lost weight. Your BMI is better. What are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to go to the gym a couple of times a week. And I'm following Weight Watchers. She goes, whatever you're doing, keep it up really good. And I'm sort of stressing out. I have this list. And then she said, is there anything else that you wanted to ask me about? And I went, yeah, the other day in the shower, I felt this lump on my chest. I want you to feel it and tell me what you think. I show her where it is. And she leans up to me and she says, Mary Jo, that's your chest bone. My chest bone, I hadn't felt that in 40 years. It's a beautiful week in New England, warm, sunshiny. Some people call it fall spring or fool spring, but not me. All I know is it makes me come alive. And Wednesday, my alarm goes off and I get dressed. I put on a bra. I put on pants with a button. I put on the lipstick that won't smear inside my mask. And I drive to my doctor's appointment with the music turned up loud. I park the car. I help a woman with a cane into the building. I hold the door for her and she takes the elevator by herself and leaving in the lobby, only me and this beautiful old black woman who looks at me and tells me she likes my sweater, the cashmere one with the stars. And I return the compliment. I tell her I like her beautiful orange scarf.
she tells me she's 92 years old, older than she seems. I tell her I've had my vaccine. She says she has two. So when the elevator comes back to the lobby, we ride up together. And she tells me she can see inside and sees my beautiful, kind spirit. She tells me she wants to live to be 100. I tell her I think she will. She blesses me and wishes me a good day and gets off the elevator to go to her appointment. And as the doors close, I know she's right. I know that I am blessed. I am blessed with science and with hope and with the return of the human connection that I crave so badly. And there is nothing false or foolish about this spring at all. Thanks again to our first four storytellers, Lynn, Kate, Mary Jo, and Terry. Next up, Claire, Ruth, and Kat. It's Valentine's Day, and I'm spending ages getting ready for my date. I'm showering, I'm shaving, I'm wearing a skirt, I never wear skirts, expensive perfume. Now, none of this is unusual, except that my date is on Skype. And it's 2006 and webcams are fuzzy at best. I've reunited with my English high school boyfriend and we haven't seen each other for 30 years and I found he's living in California. But I'm really excited and looking forward to my date. And and when the orange Skype bar comes on, I jump up. And unfortunately, after the first five minutes, it's clear that Bug is busy with work and not listening to anything I have to say. We end the call and I run upstairs, tearing off my clothes and feeling like a total idiot. The next evening, I'm hurt and rejected. And so when that orange Skype bar comes up, I choose to ignore it. As I do the next 10, 15 messages, each increasingly desperate. Finally, after two hours, I crack. I turn my webcam and there is Bug in his freezing cold garage, wearing this cat in the hat, Dr. Zeus tie, and absolutely nothing else. Apparently he'd been standing there for two hours, praying that his kids didn't come home from school. It was the strangest, funniest, and most romantic gesture anybody's ever done for me. So I married him. I'm six years old and I'm sitting Indian style because that's what we did in 1977 on the hard floor of the gym slash auditorium of my elementary school. And the entire school is sitting there lined up in rows because we're having a very special event. We have a string quartet that has come to play for us. And as those first unique sounds of the string instruments pierce the air, something frightening happens and my body is doing strange things and I feel wet drops on my cheeks, but I'm not crying and I'm not sad and it keeps happening. And I look over next to me at my bestie, Debbie Biederman, and she says, don't worry, my mom's a nurse, she'll know. So after school, after we had those delicious chocolate chip cookies that her mom would bake in the oven, Debbie asked her mom and her mom gave us the diagnosis. She said that I was sensitive and we nodded and we solemnly left to go play. 
And it took me many years to realize that that was not a medical condition, but it took me even more years to realize that that was actually a gift. front of my French class after my final exam, which was a speech I would write and deliver. And the exam had not gone well. Everybody in class is laughing except the professor who looks kind of pissed. And finally she speaks and says, you have confused the word champignon with the word champion. A champignon is a mushroom, which totally explained why everybody was laughing because my speech about a skiing champion had essentially been about a skiing mushroom. I walked back to my desk, really humiliated with this cloud of anger over my head and daring anyone with my eyes to say one word and nobody did for two days. And then a young man walked up to me on campus and said to me in a French accent, are you the girl who did the speech about the skiing mushroom? My roommate said it was so funny. Would you tell it to me? And I'm just about to tell this foreign exchange student where he can go and what he can do when he gets there. When it dawns on me that he, every day he communicates in a foreign language and risks making a fool of himself. So I decide I'll go for it. And I, I give him my speech. We're champignon du ski, il dit swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. And I do the motions and he laughs still, is just holding his stomach. And he says, you have such a good accent. You could pass for a French girl if you weren't saying stupid things, which I know he must have meant in the best way. And you know what? Nobody was trying to humiliate me. I did that to myself. They were just laughing at a good story. As always, thanks so much for listening. All of your support. Special thanks to our badass 99 second storytellers, Lynn. Kate, Mary Jo, Terry, Claire, Ruth, and Kat. Thanks again for your stories. And remember, check the show notes for upcoming classes and events, including May 16th's 99 Second Slam. Season 4 has begun. That is all for episode number 29.